This week on Folks and Fables. Last week, our crew finally got out of the maze, hoping to see the end of the menagerie of madness. This week, will they get out or will the madness continue as they keep going deeper and deeper? Let's find out and get to the show. So, last we left off, you folks had defeated the first challenge of the Menagerie of Madness. Having found the acorn and descended your way to the next floor, you make your way through these thick oak and iron doors and find yourself opened up into a sprawling cavern filled with blue light and a large dragon skull at the very far end. Uh, I thought we were getting out of here. Uh, We're not done yet? Ah, nuts. I guess we're out of there, but, uh, new problems, huh? Out of the frying pan into the fire? Is that not just the motto of our life? Pretty much. Well, it's more like out of the fire into the maze, out of the maze into the confusing place, but good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, uh, see if we can find our way out of here. And I'd like I think to... we should just head towards the, the big opening, you know? I bet that, that makes sense. Um, and while we're talking about this, and I guess walking over, can I kind of like look around, see if I, anything stands out to me? For sure. Uh, yeah, roll a perception check. Boop, I got a 21. I'm very proud of you. So as you folks walk forward, uh, you notice actually the walls into the, si- the walls to the sides of you uh, begin to glow with kind of this blue mist. And as you make your way forward, you actually start to notice and hear, especially you, Piron, there are eyes and voices coming out of this blue mist. Uh, And as you make your way underneath this dragon skull, there is a throne smaller than you have ever seen before. And sitting on that throne is a frog in large ordained ornamented gown with the most audacious crown you have ever seen laying upon their head. If I ask the stars anything, do I just get the, the stars you not see below the waves? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. You need you need a 24 hour reset on that before I'm gonna let you do that again. Like, well, I just do. They, do they see below the waves? It's my thing. Yeah, you're, but you're, you're, if we're still below the waves, then no, it's fine. No, you're still below the waves. Okay. Okay. So there's a frog here. Obviously, a royal frog. I've read this one before. I know what to do. Uh, JJ is going to go up and uh, and kneel in front of. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, bend the knee. Um, okay. in front of this, this good, good frog boy. Is there uh, any reaction? He looks at you, 
sticks his nose in the air, sniffed, and then yells, Guards, assemble! And from the mist, you actually see there are about eight or nine small frogs, probably maybe thigh height if you're being generous, appear with long bows and, once again, these ornamented gowns. And they go, "Mm, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? And then the king lifts his hand to silence the crowd and goes, tell me, strangers, who are you? Um, I am Jean-Jacques Gallo. Do, and do we actually? Sorry, sorry. Do we do we have a squad name? Did we settle on one? Did we settle on one we forgot, or have we just never chosen like a team name? We've never chosen a team name. I'll be honest. Running the Is social now the media, moment? that's been super frustrating, and so I just say I the just folks call it or the gang. He- I say the heroes. That's <laughs> false advertising, though. <laughs> That's that's actually a really good question. Now's where we come up with a squad name. I, I so I turn to JJ and Pierre and I say, "Do we have a thing, or do we just like I do? Hi, I'm Estrella, or like, what's the plan? You know? Uh, well, I mean, I was probably going to just introduce myself and introduce the two of you for you because you're very awkward. Um, however, a team hey. actually might be good at this point. It would be uh. I don't know, maybe good bonding for the story uh, and, you know, maybe some money. Do we do we have a, a team name? Anyone have we an idea? We really have a consistent thing except for yeah. like running away from problems. Which is a bad thing to brand ourselves to, you know? Does Australia really care about brands, though? Uh, JJ does. <laughs> I, I just like... Uh, okay, so here's the, here's, here's the deal. I think we should decide on a team name and by decide i mean start thinking now on a team name i like alliteration something with a t and then trio once we start on the team name we can like say it later but for now let's just like you know put it in our heads to think of one so (laughs) sounds good (laughs) who are you and like the Uh, he he looks like he's getting we are to be determined ah Uh, to be determined, to be determined, to be determined, to be determined. They all start like, like in unison. They start like chanting this, and they start like banging their well, bows on the floor, going squad name. to be determined, to be determined, to be determined. And then the royal frog kind of silences them again, and he looks and goes, "Well, welcome to be determined. I am Prince Gorb Gorb. Pleasure to meet you. What are you doing in my vast kingdom?" Well, we like fell through a floor and then end up in a maze and then found this person who wanted an acorn. So we tricked about an acorn. JJ is going to put his hand on Astrea's shoulder and just be like, we are just simply trying to get home. We do not know exactly how we got here. There was some uh, guy named like Rick or something. We do not really like him. Uh, We're here now. We're just trying to get home. Would you be able to help us, uh, Malish? Uh, he looks up and goes, home, 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 home. Well, I can tell you this, going backwards is not a pleasant decision. All of my kind who have gone there have yet to have returned. My guess is that Wait, there is a third yeah. dragon beyond the veil. However, Wait. 
I can tell you this, going forward, is possible, but very suspicious. What do you mean going backwards? Like, do you just mean like going home? Like the people that tried to, because then they, of course they wouldn't return. They went home. Well, well, no, 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 no. So, so, so here's the thing. Yeah. I don't know where home is, but it sounds like a lovely place. But why is it backwards or forwards? Well, here's the thing. My vast kingdom is so vast that the only place you can either go is beyond or below the veil. The veil, unfortunately, beyond, which is back the way you came. I have no idea where you came from, frankly. It's slightly disconcerting. We don't know either, so that's fine. Danger. Danger is beyond the veil. However, below the veil, there is a path. Oh, then we should go below the veil. Then we should just go there. I would love to let you. But? What's stopping you? Well, I mean, you can try. And actually, as he says this, he kind of gets up and like motions for you to follow him. Okay, we follow him. Okay. So he walks over and it's, you actually all have to kind of like duck to get like underneath it. This is not a large skull. This is probably maybe five feet tall and you kind of duck under and then you see this like massive mirror at the back of this cavern and you look and he goes, well, I saw one bloke go through there, but it hasn't been opened in over say 700 years. Or at least frog years. I don't know how long that is for you, but we we do not live long. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, yeah. Interesting. Beyond that, um, would we be able to open it? Is that is that possible? Could we could we give it a try? I mean, you know, people keep telling us that oh, this place hasn't been seen in whatever how many years, very long time, and we somehow get in and turn out fine. So, um, maybe we could go. Be my guest. But if you're thieves, I want to let you know we will be stealing your feet. Um, well, that would make you the thief, firstly. No, that's a just punishment. I guess according to some scriptures. (laughs) Thank you for guiding us here. Uh, We appreciate your hospitality. You're welcome. And just remember, my guards are stationed outside, and they will steal your feet. And he gets up to walk away and goes, remember my name. I am Prince Gorb Gorb. Yeah, so you are left in front of this mirror. Uh, behind you is this glowing cavern. It's actually slightly disconcerting because this mirror doesn't actually show any of your reflections. Uh, I guess we just see if if we can go through it. Could I please do an Arcana check on it? Please roll Arcana. Spicy. Oof. Oof. You can't tell. From what you can tell, it looks like a normal mirror, but it is not very hard to tell that there seem to be runic scriptions that are carved around this mirror on each of the ends. Uh, are those rune inscriptions in any runes that I would recognize? No. As an educated... Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, well, I just... the party know that, obviously. And then... Um, maybe I'll just go to touch it. Because I would, like, yeah. Okay. Like, like JJ's going JJ's gonna to inspect and touch. What happens? So you go to touch it. And as you place your fingers just kind of like lightly on the mirror, you actually start to feel sick. Like, it's a weird feeling in terms of you're not hurt and you're not... It just it feels wrong. This mirror shouldn't be the way it is. It shouldn't exist. And it feels like that when you touch it. Okay. She's just going to take his hand back. Uh, that was very uncomfortable. I, 
I try to push my hand through the mirror. You know, I touch it. and Once again, so Australia, you try to push your hand through the mirror and you go a little bit harder than JJ this time. Can you actually make a constitution saving throw for me, please? Yeah, I can. Once I remember how to do anything in this game. Uh, (laughs) It takes so long for things to load in. Roll 20. Roll 20, the greatest service of all time. Constitution. I don't know what I got. So you actually... You actually try to force your way through this. So you try to shove your hand into this mirror. And as soon as you lay your palm flat on the glass, you actually start to get, like, violent, like, shivers. You feel so sick. And you pull your hand away, and you actually have to sit down for a moment. Please take one point of damage. It is not good. Like, you are not feeling well. Like, that was very uncomfortable. Please don't try that again. You don't have HP. I have 25 hit points. Well, now you have 24. We did some healing. We did some healing. Is there anything else in the room? Uh, yes, actually. So around you, there are these, once again, the same blue crystals that were in the initial part of the maze lining the walls of this cavern. As well, there are these torches, four in a row on the back wall, each a different color. One green, one red, one blue, one yellow. And finally, there is a large encrusted sapphire gemstone sitting at the very bottom of the mirror. Is the sapphire like on the other end of the mirror or like at the bottom of the mirror frame? At the very base of the mirror frame, there is a a sapphire that seems to be like embedded into the bottom of the mirror. Um, And what were the colors of the torches? Red, then green, then blue, then yellow. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think what JJ's gonna... JJ's gonna like look at his to be determined trio and just gonna be like, okay, so we can, this is magic, right? Like we, we, we all agree on that. Yeah. I, I am getting a magic vibe. Um, those torches, I'm pretty sure fire isn't normally those colors. So something tells me that that'll probably help us solve the problem. I'm, I'm feeling, um, I mean, might be thinking about this too simply, but a uh, sapphire on mirror, a lot of blue all in the room, and a blue fire makes me think that the blue fire might be important. Yeah, I. it could be some sort of, like, power source. I do not know. Uh, I've heard stories about, like, gems and shit being, like, special to certain magicians of old or whatever. But um, there are sigils in these corners, um, and if one of us were to take a blade and maybe break the sigils. Maybe the sigils have something to do with it. Um, you know, we break them. I'm a little concerned that breaking the mirror would break our way out. I think we have to fix the mirror. Well, I mean, the mirror seems like it does not belong. Like, I, I wouldn't, when you touch it, it feels like no. You know, so it's like, I feel like it's a barrier, maybe, or like a, like a gate, like a... Like a membrane, like a like a semi permeable membrane. Does that make sense? But I couldn't push my hand through it. Yeah, you couldn't push your hand through it because you were not allowed. It decided no, and I tried a little bit, and it said no. So if we break, if we break it, then 
Well, before we do anything, I pull out my key and I tap it to the mirror. The mirror shatters and a Tarrasque appears, consuming your flesh. God damn it. No, nothing happens. (laughs) All right. I touch the blue one on the mirror. Which, uh, Which torch do you grab? Good call. Good call. That's what I would do. Sorry, pardon. Which one did you grab? The blue one. The blue one? Okay. So you grab the blue one. And what do you do with it? I think Estrella wanted to uh, touch the, the the mirror with the flame. What did you want to do with the blue torch? Okay. So you take this blue torch and you touch it to the mirror. And what's weird, actually, is the blue torch seems to actually go through the mirror. But as soon as your hand hits where the mirror is, it hits as an abrupt stop and you get that sickening feeling again. Can I light myself on fire? No, actually. There's almost no heat coming off of this thing. Can I, if, when my hand's in the blue flame, can I put my hand uh, through? You <laughs> could try. <laughs> so you put your hand into this blue and flame watch. and funnily enough, nothing happens. But you said the torch could through. So what happens when the torch and my hand are in the same no. spot? Once again, your, hand, your physical hand hits the mirror and you still get that sickening feeling. Torch does go through. Could, uh, uh, your, the torch can only go as far as the physical hand extends. And I can't light myself on fire? So as soon as your hand in the flame hits the mirror, the torch stops. Okay, roll for me, please. I got an 11, Joseph. Um, while this is happening, uh, I'm going to try picking up the green and the yellow torch and touching them each respectively. Hold on, which to... of those do you pick up first? Uh, I, I was also going to go... I was actually going to go grab the yellow one, so serendipity. We can just go do that together. So hold on, each hold, have hold a, on, we hold each on. have a torch. Wait, wait. One at a time. <laughs> Who is doing what first, and what torch is being picked up first? Well, at a certain Three, point... Three, two, one, we're... and then we pick up both torches at the same no, time. No, no meta knowledge. Who is doing what first? I... Okay, so probably while Estrella was, you know, doing the the experiments, JJ was probably going to go grab one, and my intention was to grab the yellow one. Okay. Now, if Piron notices me going to grab the yellow one and wanted to, like, do a 3-2-1-whatever serendipitously, then that would be okay. So you pick up the yellow torch, uh, JJ, and all of a sudden, the red torch becomes a blue flame. And the yellow torch becomes a blue flame. Okay, and then when I pick up the green torch, what happens? When you pick up the green torch, that red torch that was now blue now turns yellow, and the green turns blue. Oh, fuck. I played video games with this stupid fucking puzzle. I hated these puzzles every time. Um, okay, so JJ's going to look at Estrella and be like, can you put down the blue cho- torch? Okay. You put down the blue torch and nothing happens. We got to figure out the pattern. No, you okay. put down the yellow torch. Okay, put down the yellow the blue torch. torch. Though the yellow torch no, is currently blue. The... Okay, Joey, what happens? Sorry, you were all speaking at the same time again. JJ have... puts away the yellow torch that is now turned blue. Okay, the yellow torch is put away back on the shelf. And as soon as that happens, the red turns back 
to being red. However, the yellow goes from green to blue. The yellow is already blue. No, the yellow... Ha- oh, no, the, you're the yellow right. The yellow just turned blue. No, the, I apologize. The yellow turns back to yellow. I apologize. Hmm. Hmm. What if what if I switch the yellow and the red, like in their sconces? So you so here's the thing: it doesn't particularly matter where these things are being placed. As soon as you pick one up, it changes the color of the other ones, and as soon as you put it back, it reverses the change. Uh, so I'll put back down the green now blue one. So when you put back down the green now blue one, uh, the ye- red that had turned yellow turns back to being red and the green that was blue turns back to being green well this is confusing so so they're all their original they're all their original colors at this point i'm gonna pick up the red one now you pick up the red one and the green torch turns blue and the yellow torch turns red they put the red one back down once again, they are now back to their original colors. Okay. Um, JJ is going to take the the red torch. Okay. And it turns blue, obviously, right? Well, you pick up the red torch. Green turns blue, and yellow turns red. And then what about red? Stays Nothing red? happens to red. Red is still its original color. Okay. That's currently what... <laughs> JJ's holding. It's currently in JJ's hand. Okay, so what if like okay, so what if we take the red torch into like towards the uh wait, towards the mirror? Wait. I pick up the green now blue torch. You pick up the green now blue torch, and the red torch in JJ's hands turns yellow, and the green sorry, I apologize, and the yellow turns blue. So the yellow turns blue and the red turns yellow. And the okay, the now the now yellow torch. JJ is going to touch the the mirror. Does anything happen? Is it able to go through or no? It is able to go through. However, what about my hand? Your hand, you still get that sickening feeling as soon as it touches. They it. all need to be the same color. I pick up the one torch that hasn't been picked up yet. As you do that, the red turns blue. And the yellow one as well turns blue. And then all of a sudden, all of the torches go out. All of them become this hueish black color. Oh, that's bad. And as does the sapphire sitting on the beginning of the mirror. The mirror, no longer reflecting the rest of the room, goes a dark purplish black and begins to swirl. And all of a sudden, the mirror clicks and opens forward. And the prince behind you goes... Well, that was fairly substantive to watch. You are only the third person to ever figure that one out. Well, technically, we are the third, the fourth, and the fifth, but... um, I count you as one person. You're to be determined. Fair enough. Um, Sorry, you were watching this entire time, and you knew how to do it? Why didn't you help? Because if you were not smart enough to figure that out, really, the next part's going to be a bit of a doozy for you. We can walk through the mirror now. Is what you're I saying, mean, right? You can go ahead. I'm not stopping you. Just remember, your old friend Gorb Gorb is here to help, and by help, I mean laugh at your misery. Gorb Gorb. Well, through the mirror. Thanks for 
what you did give us, Gorb Gorb. I hope that if we meet again, uh, it is an exchange of kindness. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, and polite one, come here. Okay. And uh, I walk up to Gorb Gorb. He walk up to Gorb Gorb, and he like makes probably his way up to like your knees. He's actually small, even amongst um, like his yeah, fellow frogs. And he reaches out his hands for you to, like, grasp his hands. Okay, I take his hands. He takes your hands, and then all of a sudden, this massive tongue flops out of his mouth and licks your entire face, covering you in saliva. And he goes, that is good luck for your journey, my friend. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, and he lets you walk through. Au revoir, Prince... Bye. So, as you folks walk through the mirror, you find yourself in a study with red carpet and armor adorning the walls. But more oddly than the armor are the heads that are hung on the walls. Each a monster, more deadly, dangerous, and rare than the last, line their way all the way until a very, very small oaken desk at the end of the room with a quill and ink and a man sitting there, writing away, not even seeming to have taken notice of you. Is there a Tarrasque head? Um, so there sorry. is not a Tarrasque head. So sorry, the room has like a red carpet. Yep. And then there's armor lining the walls? Yeah, there's armor lining the walls in an elvish design, but none of the armor seems, once again, to be the same. They are all different. They all seem to have different heraldry or... Uh, ornamental styles or different materials or hell even different like types of armor lining their way all the way to the end of this hall okay question then um with with okay so with jj's uh history background um he's probably going to be thinking about placing them in historical uh significance right or 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 seeing like what era they're from whatever if it's like you know new models or if it's like older stuff whatever okay um are they all are they all like you know from the same era or are they from can you roll history for me hell yeah i can that's a 22 baby so you don't recognize all of these armors but the ones you do you would be like a kid in a candy store you notice there's armor from the initial conquest from the conclave and the small civil war that happened 50 years afterward you've noticed that there is armor dating back even before the conquest to when the kingdoms were separated based off of the different you know kingdoms before the conquest it's actually insane but some of them date back even farther than you'd recognize and you can't tell the heraldry off some of them what's crazier than all of it is you recognize some of these armors from what armor was being worn when you were in the memory of the tree ho 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 interesting jj is going to take out his uh his notebook and pen and he's going to be drawing just like every single one of these heraldry signs any fields any banners that he sees okay just all of them. Just all of them. That That's all he's doing. He's not even asking permission. He's just going. Okay. He's nerding out. Got it. Um, Piron is going to start making his way down towards the desk and go, Excuse me. Um, 
sorry to drop in on you, uh, but we could use a little bit of help. As you actually say that, he cuts you off about halfway through and holds up a single solitary finger to kind of indicate for you to stop talking for about five seconds as he continues to jot down in this notebook. Uh, Piron just kind of patiently waits. And five seconds go by, and ten seconds go by, and twenty seconds go by, and a minute, then two minutes, then three minutes, then five minutes, then ten minutes. It seems that he has forgotten about you. I feel like JJ has prepared Piron for this over time. Excuse me, sir. Um, We could really use your help. We'd be out of your hair real fast. Uh, And the man looks up and goes, Oh, well, if it isn't the rapscallions who have entered my domain, might I ask, who has done this and why are you here? This is my menagerie where I collect the greatest, wildest, and most wonderful things that have ever graced this earth. And you look up. This man looks maybe 16, 15 years old. Thick black hair with, like, these green emerald eyes. And almost a formal red gown with a gold sash going from the right shoulder to the left hip. On his table, he is writing in the most eloquent elvish you've ever seen however he seems to look human behind him by the way there is a mass of scrolls and papers and maps just thrown about the table behind him as he continues to just kind of jot down um we don't really know who did this per se we just kind of found ourselves here and we're uh we're hoping to head home Well, there's only two reasons why you would have made your way here. Number one, you have come to steal my prized treasure. Number two, you have come to steal my prized treasure. Or number three, you have come to steal my prized treasure. So which is it, hmm? We don't even know what that is. Uh, Your armor is so cool. Your uh, armor is so cool. How did you get it? What's going on? Um, oh, the armor? No, oh, it depends on the set. Some of them I fought in, some of them I took off the corpses of the people I've murdered, some of them I simply just purchased for a good bit of, uh, how you call it, gold. However, that is not my prized treasure, and I know that you know that you know what it is. And therefore, I am convinced by your denial that you are even more here to steal my prized treasure. Is your goddamn prize treasure? If you tell us, maybe we won't steal it. Or better yet, don't tell us um, and just let us out. And then we can't steal anything if we're not here. Ah, yes, but if I let you out, then you will inform others who will then steal my prize treasure. We don't even know how we got here. So I don't know what we'd tell anyone. Uh, okay. okay. Can you roll persuasion for me? Can my inc- sure. face? Okay, That's never mind. Has my incredible face of confusion give Benji advantage? Maybe to persuade that we do not know what we are doing. Uh, I- I'm gonna be honest. You know what? I'll let it happen. But the next time you roll and you go with the roll. 
All right. Moment of truth. Persuasion roll number two. A zero. <laughs> so we got a one and we got a zero. So this man stands up and slams his hands on this table and the entire room shakes. And he goes, you are in the domain of Thaddeus, Lord Arcane Master and Hand of the Citadel. And I know you are here for my treasure. So tell me, what is it that I can do for you? Uh, JJ casually strolls up while uh, just writing those last details uh, in his notebook and just says, Ah, Dako, the jig is up. You have, uh, you've caught us. We could not get it past you. I'm, I am sorry. Uh, the truth is, is that I am writing a, a story and these are my bodyguards. Um, and we have been trying to find ancient elven artifacts and such. And so our research has led us here. Um, however, the way in which we got in here, um, it doesn't. It doesn't work both ways. So we do need some help uh, in getting out, so that we can document any of this. However, I do know that you are a powerful man of means, and that obviously you would not help the likes of us, especially if one were to publish said content about this area. However, I will promise you, if you help us, that we will never bother you again, and I will write that this. Uh, all of these artifacts and everything that was here was found in a completely different province. How does that sound to you, Monami? Please roll deception with advantage, because even I couldn't follow that. I, Joseph Borg, the dungeon master, could not follow that. That's a 24, darling. Amazing. So, And this is why Piron isn't allowed to do the talking. <laughs> all of a sudden, the room stops shaking. And he takes his hand off of this desk and sits back down and goes, Well, why didn't you say that in the first place? Please, come with me. And he snaps his fingers, and all of a sudden, this hallway, that only seemed to be about 10 or 15 feet long, extends massively, growing and growing, 30 feet, 40 feet, 50 feet, all of a sudden with a click, 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 click. And all of a sudden, it is a massive grand ballroom. And he signals for you, to follow him as he begins to walk towards these stairs that go up and up and up. And it almost resembles the ballroom that you were in previous to before you fell into this cavern. Uh, I guess we just follow him. So as you begin to follow him, he starts to rattle off going, Oh, yes. Well, this was the seat of Lord Dominic Third before he was ousted, ruined, and murdered. By my own hand, I might add. However, he was a truly awful king, a good friend, but frankly was not built for the realm. Yes, and that was, uh, what, 3,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago now? Ah, how the time flies. Ah, yes, and here JJ was the great... Is, JJ is, like, writing all of this down in his notebook, like, walking beside... Thaddeus and just being like oh very interesting this would be amazing in the in 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 my own research and he's just like totally just like patronizing this guy um and he goes oh yes 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 uh, and then there was the great council uh the quick uh as i like to call it where um most of the realm was in a bit of a chaotic civil war and three houses were specifically lit on fire to murder three political rivals of mine yes i did that mind you was very clever at the time in hindsight maybe a bit too much of a distraction he's very much boasting and he continues to go on and on about these like 
over-the-top exploits, but they date back even farther than Dominic. And he starts to talk about things like when he was negotiating with the King of the Sylvans. And you are like, what is this fucking man saying? None of this makes any sense to you. Yeah, JJ's just entertaining him, just being like, oh, wow, so interesting. Oh, my goodness, please tell me more. Oh, that must have been so amazing. Oh, you are so powerful. Um, And he gets to the throne, and he taps it. And all of a sudden, the room, once again, with a click, 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 extends and warps and morphs. And all of a sudden, you seem to be in a vault. And in the vault, there's a small pedestal with a single flute sitting on it. And he goes, oh, yes, the prized treasure. You may look at it. However, it may not be what you were expecting, yes? And he gives you, like, a, a wink. Well, Monsieur Thaddeus. Okay. So here's the thing. This is my prized treasure. And should you take it from me, there will be consequences. However, I am willing to offer you a trade. Should you not take this artifact, I will let you walk out of here and go back to whence you came. And I will give you some prized information based off of this. Yes, that sounds spectacular to us, Monsieur Thaddeus. All right, well, as you can see here, it is going to be very difficult for you to get out, and the road up and down and up again is going to be just as perilous as the one that got you here, as my um good dear friend Dominic has been uh, a grumpy as of late. However, I will let you out, and I will even give you gifts and rewards if you can make it. And he snaps his fingers again, and for the final time, the room morphs and shifts into a single doorway that almost looks like a bedroom door. And he goes, should you enter this, I won't let you leave. However, once you go, there is no turning back. And should you not be eaten, well, there might be some spoils in it for you. Um, uh, Deckle? Thanks, Thaddeus. Uh... If our paths cross again, may it be an exchange of kindness. Well, you are very welcome, my good elven brethren. Just remember, the eyes are always watching. And he snaps, and the door opens. You cannot see beyond this doorframe. Um, may I ask one question of you, Monsieur Sadius? He turns around with a snap and looks at you and goes, Yes, what is it? Uh, your 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 prized uh, treasure. Um, it was a a, a flute. I, I are you a musician? Is that no? But Dominic was. Ah, I see. Okay. Well, would you mind at least an instrument that's fine often has some sort of name or renown or recognition? I I would love to know it for my uh, my writings here, my my research. No, it is simply Dominic's flute. And it holds no significant value. However, should the world find it, it will bring ruin and destruction. Yeah, well, um, thank you for that information. That that was very enlightening. And uh, as as my friend here said, uh, merci. Uh, if we see you again, we will celebrate with a drink, huh? He nods. And as you look away and look back to see if he's there, he seems to have simply vanished. Okay, that guy was fucking crazy. Um, I'm pretty sure he made the Menagerie of Madness. Um, so that uh, checks out. 
yeah. my expectations of of yeah. the kind of person who would do that. On that note, I would like to get out of here, especially uh, if we're at risk of being eaten. So, um, should we get moving? Okay. I just want to say, I, I feel like we shouldn't get our, our hopes up because I feel like this is going to just be another thing, like another round of bullshit. We, like, we, we can't get our hopes up, right? Because if, if, if we get our hopes up time and time again, then we're going to go mad. All we can do is move onward and forward onto the next part of the path. Unless we did want to seize that flute. Um, I have a very, very strong feeling that our ability to get that flute um, is probably not going to measure up to his ability to unalive us. Yeah, also, why do we need a flute? Yeah, you're probably right. Um, and as much as, you know, that's just part of the path, um, I'd like to not enter that part very quickly. And also, I don't think it'll be a pleasant trip. I agree. It's just, it's such a, it's such a waste. Do to not say. touch the goddamn like, you, you, flute. You're right. You're right. You, you are, you are both very right. It's just a shame to see such a beautiful instrument just on display without use, uh, not even known by. If you touch it, I, I give up with Tell you. No, it's okay. Would you go through the door? If you can do the thing where you make the room magically change into other rooms, you can try and take the flute. But until I, you can do the that, the flute's actually sitting on a pedestal behind you. That hasn't changed. <laughs> Look, it's 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 Thaddeus quite simply. Also said the eyes are always watching. Exactly. So, um, I, I, look, look, look. We don't have to take it. We don't have to take it. Just everyone's on my case about like being more open and being talking about like feelings and stuff. Okay, you're talking about feelings. Pion's always going on helping people with feelings. These weren't the feelings we were talking about. I'm just trying to express that I am we're sad. We're talking about like your emotions, this is the case. not your I want to steal things. It's not about stealing. It is about it is about a beautiful insta- Like, well, Could you imagine this? the most beautiful, beautiful black steel spear just on a wall from some rich person who has never held a weapon? You would feel a little sorry for the spear too, right? completely understand how you feel jj jj can we make a deal yeah you can go take it and then you take it you deal with the person and say i am not going to take it i'm not going to take you know jj just goes through the door <laughs> okay we're just we're moving on okay um, it is very sad um and we will we will mourn the the flutes imprisonment in this place um but let's not uh, also be imprisoned in this place. So as you walk move. through the door, a gust of wind hits you and you feel yourself in a massive, tall and long cavern stretching farther than your eyes can make out. Even you, uh, Piran, with your incredible vision. Out of the cavern, you hear chittering and chirping. However, Towards the very end, there is a spot of sunlight. You don't know how far, and you don't know what it's leading to, but you do see that there seems to be an end to this place. Uh, JJ looks. JJ looks behind us. Um, is the doorway still there, or is it gone? No, the doorway has disappeared. Okay. Well, no going back. 
All right, friends. Onward and outward. As you take one step, Piron, you hear a roar more violent and angry than you've ever heard before echo out of the darkness behind you. And through those dark, dark, dark ripples behind you, you see a pair of glowing eyes making its way towards you. Onward and outward, faster. And we all start running. Thank you for listening to this episode of Folks and Fables. If you like the show, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a friend. We also have a coffee link, which is ko-fi.com slash folksandfables. You can follow us on Twitter at folks underscore fables and Instagram at folksandfables, all one word. A special thanks to Talia for our beautiful logo, to Quinn, who does all our editing and web services, and to Joey, who is selflessly signed up to deal with all our idiocy. And of course, thank you, dear listener, as this would not be possible without your support. Thank you.